Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For all NBA NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Matt. It is officially our first podcast of the NBA 2023-24 season. Unfortunately, we are not talking about a dub for the dubs, Justin, but first game of the season at home and they lost. A little surprising. Maybe not. Because after they won, after they won championships, they've gotten some L's on opening night. And we were just like, oh, championship hangover. They ain't win last year. So, um, and in this situation, they were trying to win the game. So it's not all doom and gloom, although you know there were already a large contingent of the fan base overreacting. But um, yeah, I mean, I think there's some, I thought there was a lot of positive, you know, from that that game. So before we kind of dig into that, what did you see and what are your thoughts on on the game from them on opening night? Yeah, I take a lot of positive from it as well. Like, obviously, you want to win, especially at home. I think they have to establish a really good home record again. But, I mean, you held the Suns to 108, right? They're going to be one of the best offenses in the league. Granted, they were missing Bradley Bill, but we were missing Draymond Green, right? So they're missing one of their better offensive players. We're missing our very best defensive player. Still held them to 108, I think forced 20 or maybe more turnovers. Um, pretty much locked KD up, made KD look kind of wash, to be honest. Um, yeah. Other than Booker, nobody on their team really had it going offensively. I mean, Akoji and, and Nurk kind of just killed them in the hustle plays. But just from straight-up defense standpoint, they they did really well. I mean, like I said, 108 in the – I think the Suns had 17 offensive rebounds. So imagine if that's like 10. Do yeah, they 100 points. You know what I mean? Like, so that's a super positive coming from it. Um, Chris Paul looked pretty good. That's another positive. Um, and yeah, they had a chance to win. It's just they just needed one or two more plays to go their way. Yeah, I mean, I think coming into this game, knowing that Draymond was going to be out and also knowing the way the Suns play, I think a lot of people were expen- expecting like a big offensive, just like, you know, <laughs> lots of threes and lots of offense, lots of scoring. And it wasn't that both teams struggled to shoot initially in the beginning. And, um, you know, it, it, it wasn't that, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it being an ugly game because I want to see our defense be 
better this season. So um, I, I was pleasantly surprised by the way that they they sort of kept Katie, you know, um, in check and didn't allow him to go off. Some of their role players stepped up, the Suns, you know. Mm. Um, That's what won them the game, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. I mean, they they and our role players were pretty good too. Uh, well, I guess it depends on who you consider a role player, and we can get into that. But um, you know, it, it wasn't our starters yesterday. I'll tell you that. Like, um, and and it kind of hasn't been in preseason either, right? <laughs> so they the bench has right. been carrying, which is what we need. But we do need our starters to eventually look like starters for them to have their ceiling. But we're seeing from the bench guys and the ancillary pieces, the things that we need to see, which is them getting us back in the game or building leads or holding leads or, you know, um, pushing other teams. And, you know, we, we've both been saying this, like we're deep and we have like, you know, a deep team this year. And that's our strength since at the top, our top end talent isn't, you know, where it used to be. So um, to me, those were all, pleasant things to see, you know, as well. I think I have a little bit of a slightly different take than everyone because everyone was kind of like going off about the rebounds and like, yeah, we, first of all, we just have to always acknowledge our team is smaller than others. So (laughs) like other teams have more length than us, but the rebounding to me wasn't like, the biggest most glaring issue outside of Andrew Wiggins like he needs to grab more boards but when you really looked across the board Clay Chris Paul Steph I think Steph had five and I'm sure if he didn't get into early foul trouble he would have grabbed some more Loon had what like 11 um even Jonathan Kaminga had a decent amount. Like, this wasn't really a game where, like, the main guys who were on the floor for a lot of minutes weren't rebounding outside of Andrew. They were missing Draymond, who's one of their rebounders, and also they played a team with more size. So I think in terms of team rebounding, they were actually pretty good. Um, but Andrew definitely has to grab some more boards when he's out there. Um, definitely, especially if Draymond's out, but just in general, he needs to, we've always said that at his position and Clay needs to continue to grab some of those boards. So those were my thoughts on the rebounds. And I just thought, I mean, the three guard lineup that everyone was complaining about, I mean, Corey Joseph really only played three minutes, but those three minutes were pretty detrimental. They were, they were pretty crucial. And, um, I saw a tweet that you had, which I liked because it wasn't so much about like Corey Joseph playing bad. It's just, you can't have Corey Joseph, Chris Paul and Steph out there together. And so in those three minutes, it was pretty bad. They got into a, they were minus 12. Yes. And they got into a deficit. Like to me, there were two points where the game was, was, was lost, right? Like, that was the first point, but I guess you can say not really because they got themselves back into the game. But the second one was when Steph picked up that fifth foul and had to go to the bench. Um, and to me, those were like the two really big key things. And in general, I would say the foul trouble really hurt their rotations, right? Like I'm sure Steve Kerr did not want to play Chris Paul as many minutes as he did, even with Draymond out. Um 
and you know Steph didn't play as many minutes as he should have and also the 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 wonky rotations didn't allow him to really get into the rhythm that he needed uh and then of course Jonathan Kaminga also you know with some early foul trouble so they definitely got to be mindful of of that because I think that really threw off things but with all that said with a poor shooting performance um they were still in the game, still had the ability to win at one point, had taken hold and control of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that those are all positive things. Yeah. Um, I think overall, I mean, they're going to be better as the season goes on, obviously, but because they don't have an overwhelming amount of size, um, they need to be sharper. I think just in all of the marginal things throughout the, throughout the game, like, I keep I keep preaching on the timeline like screen navigation. They have to get around screens better. And Nurk is a huge guy, so like he's going to be a good screener. But getting around screens better allows for guys to stay in their position and not have to overhelp. If you have to overhelp, whether or not a guy actually gets open for a shot is less relevant than the positions of the players on the court. So if a shot goes up, guys are in better position for offensive rebounds because you're overhelping or somebody can get an offensive rebound, then you try to swipe down the ball, and now you're fouling and then you're racking fouls up. So it's a cascading effect of those little things. Um, and especially with Draymond out, they have to be sharper on those things because they don't have the athleticism and the size to make up for those mistakes like a team like San Antonio. Like, those guys can make mistakes all over the court because Wimby can just take shit away. Like, Anthony Davis can just take stuff away. Draymond is one of the best guys at putting out fires on the court defensively and sometimes even offensively, but they just, to be the best team that they can possibly be, they need to not have as many fires as any other, like they need to have less fires than every other team pretty much. So um, that's something to to look for going forward. I think. Yeah. I mean, look, asking them to have to play like a perfectly every game is probably not uh a realistic thing um but they have a superpower too while other teams have certain things they have shooting um you know it just was off tonight you don't expect a night where like Steph is gonna shoot like that Clay is gonna shoot like that Wiggins was so abysmal and 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 we'll get into that too but um you know like I mean they're just not gonna have a night where like think like they can I get the margin of error is smaller for them but like they're just not going to be able to play perfect like that every night. So they shot pretty poorly last night, you know, which I think is not the norm for them, especially not at home, you know? So like, we'll just have to see as the season continues, but um, you know, like, I mean, it's just really hard to be upset on game one. Like even if they looked really, really bad, it would still be really hard, but being that they didn't and they look like a solid team, I think, you know, um, you gotta just like take it with a grain, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of salt and and sort of move on. Um, and we, we, we should move on. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Let's sort of, I want to, I want to dive a little bit into um, some of the individual players on the team um, and, and how they perform. So let's start with Steph, you know, Steph has foul trouble, um, especially when Draymond's out and uh, look, some of them were ticky tack. So I'm not saying that they weren't, but he just, he knows how like they call fouls on him. He knows how they, you know, he just has to really try to be careful. That fifth one he picked up was really annoying um, because it's just like, while Chris Paul being there does help with the non-staff minutes, they still need you. They need you on the court and they, you know, they need you being able to play the, the minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. So that really hurt. He just has to be a little smarter in those moments. And I still would have liked to see Steph attack some more, like his shot wasn't falling. And for me, it's always the same. Like, and I get it. He is the best person to shoot a basketball ever. Um, But it's like, I just don't love the, like, even though he hit a clutch three, right? It's just, you were still getting basically anything you wanted inside. Like, you could have gone inside. There were some threes that he went for, especially like when they were trying to like kind of get back and take the lead. And you know, your 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 shot really hadn't been falling all night. And I know that sounds like counterintuitive, considering like then he hit a clutch. But it's just like I think you could have like taken that lead away if you were just like attacking and going inside. And so that's going to still be my same thing with them not settling for the threes, particularly Steph. Yeah, I mean, even CP three was getting inside and finishing. Right. I was thinking the same thing in real time. Like Nurkic is not, I mean, he's a decent rim protector, like his numbers show, but like he can't stay on an island with Steph. Like it's, if you get by him, I feel very confident Steph's going to be able to finish. He had a super tough finish over Booker. Like they really have nothing for them going to the rim. Right. Um, and it's not a fatigue thing. It's game one and you're the best one. condition player in the NBA. So it's just like, yeah. it, it's settling. It's just your desire to do it with the three, your desire, like not shooting well. So you want to get it going, but it just, mm-hmm. it, to me, it wasn't the smartest in that moment. No, I agree. He was what four for 14 from three and yeah. four for six on twos. So like right. clearly should have leaned a little bit more in on the twos and he took seven free throws. So they were giving you calls going to the right. Um, so yeah, definitely should have did that. I think his overall game um, could have been better. Like, I mean, the crazy thing is twenty seven six and, and twenty seven and six is like a bad game for him. But like, I know. <laughs> but he definitely could have been better. Could have been more efficient. Made better decisions on the offensive end as far as going to the basket. Um, he had a tough task guarding book for a lot of those. A lot of this game, like that guy is kind of unguardable. So 
um, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, I think Book was probably better this game. And, you know, Steph just had a, you know, he could have just been way better. So that's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, and talk about other takeaways that um we missed in that first block, but um yeah, like they were getting fouls. They were, they were getting fouls and they capitalized off the Suns turnovers um, mm-hmm. and they scored a lot, you know, and they, they didn't have a crazy amount of turnovers. So also very good things to, to see over the course of the game. Um, you know, I, I would have actually liked, and look, maybe he would have lost, but I would just like sometimes if, Steve Kerr would challenge some of these ticky-tack bullshit fouls on Steph. I, I thought the challenge for Kaminga was a good one as well. I think the explanation was bullshit. <laughs> you yeah. know, like why was why was Book's um contact minimal? But you know, it's like I thought that was a no call. Right. Okay. To me, it should have just been a no call. And it's like if anything, Kaminga's reacting to what Booker did. So to me. That yeah. was total bullshit, but whatever. And Book's a grown man, like 6'6", 200 plus pounds. I'm sure he, you know, flopped a little bit on that Kaminga. You know, Kaminga's yeah. a strong guy, but Book just completely was out of the play. Like, come on, bro. And then you just yeah. that type of stuff. is is just very weak to me, especially given how physical the game was outside of that. But For sure. I think, I mean, it's interesting. I think Kerr is like, um, like trying to show Jonathan, like, yo, I trust you. Yeah. He finished the game with Jonathan and he challenged the call on Jonathan. I think he's kind of like, yo, I'm trusting you. So trust me a little bit when I tell you to do certain things, like listen to me because I'm on your side. So I thought that was a good little subplot going on in the game. Um, But yeah, that was a trash call. Yeah, very much so. Um, Also, speaking of Kaminga, let's talk about him. We mentioned the early foul trouble earlier. Um, but a pretty good game from him. He's going to need to hit free throws though, in critical moments, you yeah. know, one of two, I would have still liked it ties the game, but yeah. like to miss both, you know, especially cause you're one of our people who can get to the line. You're going to get those calls. He has to get that free throw, um, percentage up and better. It just has to, it has to be something that he works on serves us no purpose if he's getting there. Um, and can't get it up. And eventually, not eventually, but the same, the same for um for for Andrew Wiggins, mm-hmm. who we'll talk about next. But you know, he sometimes, you know, because of his handle, as we know, doesn't like to try to attack and things like that. And also I don't think fully trust his free throw shooting, but those guys need to, it's gonna be continue to be a thing for me. Like you gotta, you know. I would like to see the free throws around in the 70 to 75% range, you know, to me would be like ideal. So, um, but I mean, great game from Kaminga. He finished and um, Kerr benched Wiggins. I'm not mad at it, you know, like, um, you know, and look, unlike, you know, it's unfortunate because Wiggins has really been key for this team, but unlike the other three, he doesn't have, that goodwill with the team where it's going to be like, we're just never going to bench you, you know, like clay can have a game like that all night. Mm -hmm. I, I don't believe Kerr, but we'll see. He said, whoever's playing the best is going to close. And if that's true, 
then that makes me happy. I just don't know if he's really going to do that to like a Clay, you know, or um, a Draymond. And and really not like Steph and Draymond kind of always need to play for the most part. But, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But he was talking good talk. Let's see if he continues to do that. But um, I wasn't mad at it at all. Uh, when it comes to Andrew Wiggins, in my opinion, well, well, not just in my opinion, I know yours too on some level because you've said this, but like people like Clay and him probably hurt the most when a Draymond is out. And so I, I think when you see Draymond get back, Wigs will look better. And I just think always with Wigs, because we've seen this before with the Warriors, right? They have to be intentional with him. They have to be intentional with running some easy plays for him and actions and they don't you know he kind of gets his points just in the flow of the game you know but like they they don't really run things for him and I think especially if he's struggling and we see it like in more games they need to try to find a way to like get him going yeah I mean they gave him a few post-ups I think he scored on one of them and then just didn't score on the other two but yeah I think also the way the the way their offense is set up, like it's heavily dependent on Steph and Clay drawing multiple defenders, and he should be able to eat off of that type of stuff, right? If he just kind of floats, then it's just not going to be something that they're going to really lean into with him. But I do think they need to run more stuff for him. They just got to put him in better positions. But like once he gets in those positions, you got to take advantage, right? It's no way yeah. Eric Gordon should be stopping you in the block. It's no way Devin Booker should be stopping you in the block. Like you're too athletic strong um and he's a skilled post player he has good good footwork and stuff like that um but yeah overall game just wasn't really like uh like into it 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 seemed you know he missed a few bunnies like in transition he should be unstoppable right like we we see Kaminga in transition like sometimes he's like out of control but for the most part he's going to get to the rim and once he gets there he's probably going to finish yeah Wiggins it's like we've been saying this for years like bro just dunk the ball um, I know, I know. He can dunk. He really, could be, he really could be a threat going downhill. He just needs to be more consistent with it. Yeah, for sure. Like it shouldn't be Euro finger roll. It should be Euro. I'm gonna just quick dunk. It right. doesn't have to be power like you're dunking on Luca every time. Just put the ball in the rim. Like he's so athletic, his arms are so long that he can dunk with very minimal effort. So I'm just very confused as to why he doesn't just dunk more. But um yeah, just just more aggressiveness. I think Draymond is going to naturally bring that out of him just from a personality standpoint, but also Draymond looks for guys like him and he's 6'7". Like um Chris Paul is 6 foot. So even though they run a lot of the same motion off and stuff, Chris Paul might not see Wiggins a right. lot of times where Draymond can see over the defense a lot of times, so he gets Clay on back cuts and he gets Wiggins on back cuts more often. Um but yeah, I think he will. I think he'll be better. Kerr kind of called him out a little bit, and he benched him. So I think we'll see how he responds. I think he's the type of player that will respond well to that. But yeah, um, and yeah. he, I mean, he wants to, to play well. Like you said, you mm-hmm. know, I we don't know that he's really realistically going to be able to be an All Star again. But like, he should be able to make a defensive team. You know, he, he wants to be an All Star. That's my point. And so, you know, he wants to play well. You know, I think he does. He understood how key he was to the team last year. So, you know, I, I expect it to, to be better. Um, and, you know, I mean, how much positive can you say about Moody and Kaminga? I mean, they're they're looking good, right? Yeah. 
And I mean, this is something that I've been saying early in the season. Like you have to lean into these guys. Like they are the youth athleticism that you need that closes that size gap for you. If you play too small, like, um, like you're going to have Steph or CP on the court at all times. At least you should one of them on the court at all times. You should probably have one of Dre Looney or Dario kind of like really Looney or Dario on the court um, for most of the game. And that middle, that the, the shooting guard, small forward and power forward are kind of all interchangeable in the Warrior system. Like all those dudes play the same um, positions. So you have to lean into that. That's what gives you the edge on most teams because most teams don't have as good of wings as we do, right? Like Moody is probably our what, fifth best wing, fourth, if depending on how you rank him and Gary. And he's better than a lot of like starting wings. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like he came in. He can just do – in the way that Kaminga can do things that nobody else on the team can do, Moody in his own way can do things that nobody else on the team can do, right? His arms are so long. He, he's on the weak side, and they're passing the ball over towards the uh, the paint. And he can just get a dig steal, like, from the other three-point line almost because his arms are so long. He got three steals just from having ridiculously long arms and being active. So I think he can do things like that on a consistent basis. They put him on Eric Gordon one-on-one, and he just completely locked Eric Gordon down. His length is just too much for a guy like Eric Gordon. Um, so he needs to play more. Kaminga needs to play more. Gary needs to play more, right? So you have to eat into the small guards minutes. Corey Joseph should have never saw the floor. I don't care about foul trouble, right? Chris Paul ended I up – I wouldn't have minded if Pods got a few minutes, if he was going to go with someone. But whatever. Neither yeah, here nor Pods there. Better, yeah, Pods is probably better than Corey Joseph at this point. Um, hopefully, I mean, at some point he'll get – the the rotation and then he'll probably just never give it back to Corey. But I think I mean Chris Paul was 36 minutes, something like that. That's obviously Steph foul trouble. Right. All that 34 minutes. Um what Clay, kind of game do you think we'll see Trace in? I don't know. He needs to play though. Like that's 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 kind of like the point I'm getting to. If you if you are missing Draymond or you're missing any of your wings, you need to lean more into the size rather than leaning into the guards. Like, they should never be two guards. If anything, you should play two bigs. And I think they have the versatility to do that. I think Dario can, and Trace can play together. I think Trace and Draymond can play together. I think Dario and Looney, maybe not, because they're both too slow. But I think Dario and Draymond can play together. Like, you have options to mix up with two bigs. Right. Have athleticism rather than two guards. So I think that will close that size gap a lot more. You won't get killed on the boards like that. Um and just guys would be in a better offensive flow. Chris Paul can do his Chris Paul thing. Steph can do his Steph thing. They're two smart players, but they're two different players. So I think giving them their own time to do their specific thing and lean into their superpowers will help the team and help them individually. And then it'll you won't get killed in the glass because you just have more athleticism and size on the court at all times. So, right. yeah. Okay, well, before we conclude, um, you know, I just want to – you know, I, I feel like this was actually, they didn't get the W. And of course you always want the result, but I think with Draymond's absence, um, this was a pretty good game for them in terms of how they played, particularly defensively. So um, you saw some areas where Draymond was missing offensively, but to me, the biggest places where you saw it was probably, um, you know, rebounds. Um <laughs> Um, and just like we said, mentioned earlier, some 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 places where Dre will see some of the other players and get them involved that maybe with Chris Paul being new to the team and Steph being in foul trouble didn't didn't go down.
for all NBA, for all NBA warriors. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. But they did lose this game. And they have a really tough road schedule ahead of them. Now, I don't think Draymond is going to miss that much time, right? Like before, when we first heard about his injury, we talked about the worst case scenarios. I mean, like they didn't clear him for last night's game, but he's already like back on the court with them and stuff like that. So um, they, looking at the schedule, they have the Kings Friday, Right. And then they have a back to back with um, Houston and New Orleans and the Pelicans. Yeah. So I feel like that's the latest we'd see him like after the Pelicans game. But I feel like he could come back before that. Yeah. I mean, if he was questionable or doubtful, whatever, for this game, I assume that he'll be, you know, upgraded for the Kings game or at least, you know, 50, 50 game time. Yeah. Like they have today and the next day to get him ready. Um, And and they'll be able to practice because it's two days, but it's just the Kings. So they don't have to like fly. And we always know that's like a key component of them bringing players back, like getting able to like practice and have them do something. So Mm -hmm. I think there's a chance we could get him back Friday. I just don't know. We'll, we'll hear more, but um Let's say he's not back. How do you like their chances versus the Kings? Uh, I like their chances. I think, I mean, if they play the way that they should play, which is... And they play them in the offseason without them, and they 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 beat them both times. And I get it. It's the preseason, but um, both teams were trying in them games. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, the Kings are a good team. They're going to be, you know, I think it's their home opener, so they're going to be juiced up. But you're coming off an L. Nobody really played well other than Moody, Gary. You know, like a few guys played well, but none of them played amazingly. Right. So I'm, I think they're going to be hyped up and ready to go. I mean, I like their chances. This is a tough stretch, but I like their chances over this stretch. Like, it's not a ton of, yeah. like, unbeatable teams, you know? It's tough. Look, the only, I want to say, give me's, and I don't want to really disrespect any NBA team in there, are the Rockets and Detroit but that's the second night of a back-to-back so you know it's a tough stretch in that it's being away and it can be tougher depending on how many of those games Draymond might miss but Mm -hmm. there are definitely winnable games in there and I still want them to come out with a winning record so yeah they have to do that they need to prove to themselves that last year was an anomaly with the road games and they just you you just can't start your season off like bad you can't so um they're gonna just have to get it done yeah i mean i think all these games are are winnable like uh i mean the denver one is going to be tough on the road um but these are all young teams that they're going against um on the road so like if you just out execute them you can definitely beat them even the new orleans on the back-to-back like new orleans is kind of banged up right now um zion looks fat right now so uh <laughs> we'll see if they. I mean, they might take it serious and say, "Hey, we're going to play." I feel like they always lose to New Orleans on back to back, but this year's a little different. They only play them on back to backs for some reason. On road I know it's very strange. It's so it's so weird based on. I mean, like I guess it's just the the geography of it. But 
But I think they're going to get to see Steph. I, there's, I, it's unlikely this early in the season players are going to be rested. And mm-hmm. with them already taking one L in the opener, and depending on how the Kings game goes, I just don't see a, a place where anyone's going to be rested for that game. Right. And they're, they're really emphasizing how important it is to get off to a good start. Um, so, I mean, I don't want to make any predictions, but they, I think they should be fine. Yeah. Or maybe if they go another game without Dre, they say, let's bring Dre back on the second night of the back-to-back to sort of invigorate things. I don't know. Could be. Um, okay. Well, look again, not, not what we wanted, but the dubs are looking good. The dubs are looking good. And I just want to say really quickly, you know, who else was looking good? Devin Booker, um, which we noted already. Um, it might be time to really consider him one of those upper level guys. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been a little late to do it, but he looked really good last night. Um, I still think he should actually be the Suns point guard. So it'll be interesting to see how they play this season. Yeah, I think he will be. I mean, he's a monster. Like They designated Beal as it, which I never got. But I, I always thought it needed to be Booker. And his playmaking was pretty good last night. Yeah, he's one of the very best offensive players in the league. Like, he really doesn't have a weakness on O. So, yeah, he's he's definitely up there. For sure. He's, he's continuing what he did in the playoffs last year, which was some historical stuff. So, For play. sure. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in with us. Um, We'll be back, obviously. Season started. More regular podcast episodes. So um, thank you for sticking by us. Make sure you are following us at Golden Spaces Pod on X, formerly known as Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you are subscribed to 95.7 The Game's YouTube channel where you can see, watch, our, our, our episodes of Golden Spaces Pod. Make sure you are giving us five-star ratings and leaving positive reviews. We appreciate all of that. And thank you for the support. Justin and I appreciate y'all so much. Until next time, take care. <laughs>